I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Schmoopy boopy. Schmoopy boopy. Schmoopy boopy. Schmoopy boopy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Oaktown, boys. Um, this is episode six. Yikes. Yikers, as the notes say. <laughs> <laughs> Mets review. Yikers. Bad. <clears throat> bad. Bad uh, series. Brian must have rubbed off some sort of bad energy on you. I mean, it's also just like... I. We, He's trying to there was, bring us down. There was a lot of like, uh, I, I remember a couple things like, man, if these things happen, the A's are going to have a hard time. Hopefully those things don't happen. And they all happened. Every single thing that I said shouldn't happen if the A's want to win for sure happened, including some eye-popping negatives. You didn't say they shouldn't walk a record number of <laughs> base runners. Should I have they... to say that, though? Should I have to say that we shouldn't be setting records for free passes? I, it was, uh, game one against the Mets was bogus. The A's walked 17, set a new franchise record. Caprillion walked seven. Uh, lo and behold, 17 runs scored that day. All the, all the walks scored. Every single walk scored. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Poor Hogan Harris made his big league debut and could not throw a strike to save his life. I guess he did eventually get one out. but His first pitch was like a super – or one of his or one of his first three pitches was a super, like, nice breaking ball that, like, settled nicely into the bottom left of the zone. And I remember you weren't looking. You weren't looking at that pitch. Like, you were just doing something. I don't know if you're Penzuka or what. But you were like, uh, I was like, dude, that was nasty. And you were like, oh. And I was like, he'll definitely throw it again. Like, you, you know, like, he's gonna he's got to be throwing that pitch it's because it was be so nasty. Pitch. And then he threw, like, 72 balls in a row. God, and I remember so... thinking, like, damn, it's a bummer that Corey missed that pitch because it was the only good pitch <laughs> that he threw all night. <laughs> I expect he'll be back at some point, but boy, was that rough to watch. And, man, we're talking, like, extreme silver lining here. This His stuff actually, it looked nasty. It just wasn't in the zone. You know, sure. like, if he, was, if he threw any of those pitches for strikes, they would have been really hard to hit, but uh, they were really easy to not swing at. So, um just bad. I mean, I guess we can... The A's actually out-hit the Mets that game. Oh, 13 God, hits to did. 11, which makes things even worse. They, they managed to score six runs. Ah, Ricker had another <laughs> couple hits. Ricker homered, yeah. Ledmus, Capel, Langliers, Ruiz all had multiple hits. I'm feeling pretty good about Capel. Yeah, he looks pretty solid up there. His, his averages are high. His on-base is pretty high. Uh, I mean, we... 
<laughs> Carlos Braz pitched that day. I forgot <laughs> about that. Is that his second appearance of the year? Or am I? Yeah, and he was our best pitcher on the day. He was our most well, reliable. He was our most reliable arm. Chad Smith did not do terribly. Ever. That's true, actually. I I love Chad Smith. I'm sorry, that was mean. Um, He's our scapegoat so far. But and you know, there is the makings of what might be a decent offense in here. The offense is. I don't really want to say fine, but just compared to the rest of the issues, the offense is fine. It's really just the pitching. Compared to the rest of the issues, the offense is perfect. Which is why it's the best offense we've ever seen. Which is why it was so great to see Fuji go out and have a pretty good day the next day. Totally. Finally went six full innings, only gave up four hits, three earned runs, although two home runs. Uh, Just two walks, five strikeouts. I mean, compared to what he was doing, just fantastic. We will take that. Yeah, I and he looked great. And um, May gave up one of those earned runs for him, if I do recall correctly. You can uh, email us if that surprises you, but it did not surprise either one of us. Trevor May of the 7.94 ERA. Um, and now then Zach Jackson. Zach Jackson might be our all-star this year. At the rate we're going. You know. It's going to be him or Estuary Ruiz, maybe. Um, who was Who was good again. He's he's I I don't know why I convinced myself he was not going to be able to get on base, but he's been great. He looks very good, actually. Yeah. Yes, as as we've maybe said before, a little bit of cocoa crisp in that guy. Totally. Um, yeah. So the this game ended up three two, Mets win. Um, quite the different story than game one, and then the third game was very similar. It was a. Uh, Four three A's lose in extra innings. Mm. So you know we're we're scratching the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here, but the A's could have won two of those games against the Mets. And heck, if they didn't walk seventeen dudes in the first game, maybe they could have won that one. Seventeen walks. But alas, they did not win. Um, we're recording here on Tuesday. The A's also played the Cubs yesterday they lost again they lost 10 to 1 so <laughs> they gave up uh, a season high 20 hits which is honestly the most shocking thing about this box score is that this is the most hits we've given up like after everything that like the way we've been kicked around so far and we've this is the first time we've given up 20 hits I would have bet $50 at least that we'd given up 23 at one of those games, you know? We just walked too many for them to hit. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, though, only two walks, so maybe things are trending in the right direction. Scott Emerson solving problems. Oh, yeah, there's Chad Smith again. 1.1 innings of nothing. Dealing. One Zach Jackson with a 117 ERA. Chad Smith with a 150 ERA. We need to maybe be using them as openers <laughs> every day. It down. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we see looking through this? The A's pretty much did nothing. They got eight hits. Ruiz, Ruiz is two for four. Ruiz is doing his job. Ruiz's average is sitting at 321, and that is just not bad. Carlos Perez, 563. And we were pretty looking good. at baseball reference before we hopped on to record, and his WRC plus is 298, <laughs> which is pretty sick. Oh, this Fangraphs, is, my bad. Sorry, yeah, Fangraphs. Second on the team in war, 0.5, right behind Ruiz, who's got 0.6. And I mean, obviously, we're joking a little bit. Like, I know that Carlos Perez isn't going to hit 563, but between Perez and Langleyers, we might be pretty set at catcher. Perez is good. Perez is fine. He's a just fine, fine. He's a very fine backup thus far. Just fine. 
He does have a 667 BABIP, so things might change a little bit. I mean, bit. keep it up, bro. Keep it up. Every if two out of every three balls, balls you make play. contact with is in play, then you can be on our team for sure. The full list of positive war contributors to the team in in order, highest to low, are Ruiz, Perez, Langliers, Rooker, Noda, and Loriano. That's the end of the list. Everybody else has contributed zero or negative. And, and again, another piece of inconsequential but shocking information. Jace Peterson is at zero. He's not in the negatives, which I, I can't believe. Somehow they gave him a little bit of a – he's got point two defensive war, which doesn't seem right. Like, okay, this list is preposterous because Trevor May is also at zero, and that's not true. This is, That's batting stats. <laughs> Oh, okay, fair enough. Man, Trevor May. I Relief, here we go. Relief. Where is where is he? Oh, he's at the bottom, of course. Oh negative point four. Negative point four. Oh, okay, so fun exercise. The only positive (laughs) the only positive pitching contributors in terms of war. Kyle Moeller, point one. (laughs) Zach Jackson, point two. Adrian Martinez, point one, and Chad Smith, point one. Oh, look at Richard Lovelady with that zero. Everybody else, negative. Richard Lovelady. Sounds, name, like a, sounds like a knight of the round table. 100% left on base rate. What's up? <laughs> in, in two innings. But, I mean, also, like, as funny as these war totals are, these are the these are people that I'm hoping are on the A's next year. You know, like, I hope we work on building around some of these guys. Like, Chad Smith, Adrian Martinez, Zach Jackson – Yes, I'm in on those guys. Definitely. Lund, you know, really liking what I'm, I'm in on Kyle Muller. Adrian Martinez. Uh, he's been roughed up a moment here and there, but overall he's been big time for uh, bridging the gap on those those days where we need someone to eat some innings. Here's something that jumped out at us. Uh, Ryan Noda has a walk rate of 21.2%. Which is uh, incredibly the next, high. Next highest is Tony Kemp with 11.6, then Brent Rooker at 9.5. Uh, but yeah, Noda is he's an on base machine as advertised. His on base is three eighty five. Overall he's pulling his weight. It's a really you know, he's he reminds me of Derek Barton a little bit. I hadn't really thought totally. about that till now. Yeah. But I think he I he's probably got more like his than. a plate. I like his approach at the plate a little bit more than Derek Barton's. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, I think a little bit more I think he knows he's willing to be aggressive a little bit more than Derek Barton was. You know? Um but I, I I love Ryan Noda. I think Ryan Noda is a coup. I think you know, and I think he's one of those guys where he will grow to love the A's because we gave him the opportunity to play, and he's playing well, you know. So, but yeah, the uh, Cubs game ten to one, huh? Wasn't great. Let's see, and um, it's currently in the fifth inning on Tuesday night, zero zero. Uh, so we still got a chance, ladies and gents. Can we? Can we get that fourth win? Can Waldachuk at 92 through four and a third? Four and two thirds? I mean, he's into the fifth. That's pretty good. He's, he's thrown 93 pitches. You may this not make it out, out of the fifth. Is that out we talk about all the time, though, man? Did you see that crazy proposed possible new Oh, run? the pinch runner thing? The, uh, well, there's that one. Unlimited pinch running, right, by a designated runner. And then designated runner. They also want to, like incentivize starters going deeper into games so I guess in the Atlantic League they have a rule where 
if the starter comes out before five complete innings, you lose your designated hitter. I did see that. That's a little bit harsh, man. Yeah. Like, just I, imagine you're getting shelled. You pull your starter, and then all of a sudden you don't get your DH anymore. How are you supposed to come back? Well, and it's also, I feel like that's kind of in bad faith a little bit for them to make that rule change because um, the, I don't know, perception around baseball has very quickly turned into, like, you don't even really need to teach guys how to pitch. Like, if a dude can throw hard... Like if he if he's got a if he's got a big fastball and he's got a nice breaking ball, just go out there and throw those two. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and getting into getting into game, getting deep into games is kind of an art form. You know, you gotta you gotta pitch, you gotta work through trouble, you gotta get tough outs, you gotta deal with long at bats, and you have to do it all in one outing. And I feel like it's all at once. Baseball is kind of like steering teams towards fast tracking potential superstars that have big arms but then they're also like yeah your starters need to go deep in games too though and it's like well how (laughs) like I you know like at what point would this dude have been able to do that you know when when would we have have the opportunity to build this arm up so that he could go deep into a game but also you know who knows who knows what they're going to do so yeah, the A's. Uh, hmm, they've been struggling. They, it's, they're like, I've seen some tweets. Their current win percentage is below two hundred. They're basically on pace to have one of like the top five worst baseball seasons of all time. So you know, let's hope that that changes. <laughs> let's at least get out of the top top five. Let's Don't love like that. that. Don't love that. But they they made a couple moves. They did make some moves. To maybe put themselves in position to bump that win percentage up into the 30s. That's right. So Jordan Diaz is on his way. Um, we've definitely talked about him in the past. A very exciting young hitter. I think and he's our number four prospect. Four prospect, something like that. A lot of people say he's a pure hitter. Um, maybe might be difficult to find a place for him on the field, but that is, well, I guess that's important to us at the moment since our defense stinks. But anyways, we need... Something. We need a spark any way we can get it. And speaking of spark, they're also calling up Mason Miller. Uh, he of 11 minor league appearances to this point, I believe. Um, so, that talk about being fast-tracked. We're looking at his college stats here. I mean, it just, quite frankly, the sample size on stuff is just so small. It's hard to really say, but he definitely strikes people out. Strikes them out a lot. And we know he throws 100 miles an hour. The stuff's there. Uh, welcome to the team. That's what I say. I agree. I can't wait. I, he's supposed to start tomorrow against the Cubs. So that'll be a fun little day game. Well, and it's also just a little bit... Um, it's an interesting move by the A's. Because I feel like we don't necessarily just kind of go for it with these guys. Um, maybe as often as I would like us to. So it almost feels a little bit surreal that he... He's we were coming. high. We were high on him. He dealt, and then they called him up. And I just feel like that's not always how it goes with the A's. Typically, we have to wait several years. Um, so, I for, I firm. I mean, we've watched some YouTube videos. You know, I've definitely seen at least a sampling of his stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> he, the dude, the dude looks legit. So um, we are ready. Yeah, and the pitching has been 
like what's he gonna go out there and be bad that's fine and, uh, everyone's been bad back to Jordan Diaz so far in the minors this year in 11 games hitting 273 319 on base 455 slug yeah so he has yet to really get going one home run five doubles all right five doubles I think there is some pop in there I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna ever hit 30 home runs but I he could get to 15 20 he hit 19 last year between double and triple a and he seems to be able to make contact with the ball you know um yeah which is and you know he he's fast tracked a little bit you know he's young yeah we're starting to see some really young dudes he's 22 Miller's 23 and heck they might both be in the game tomorrow so that could be a fun day. I mean, and maybe something to be excited about. That's there is there is an angle to it where the young guys that they're willing to call up, in some cases, couldn't be doing any worse than the guys that are currently occupying the spots that they're being called up to fill. And which is which is a consideration, which is something to to think about. Like mm-hmm. if you have any guys that you want to get a look at. You shouldn't be giving the at bats to half the dudes that are in the Oakland lineup right now. Like they're just they, I believed in some of them. I think understandably, but some of them have shown that they just don't they don't deserve the at bats. Some of them are pretty listless. And if there. you have a young guy that you want to get a look at, you should get a look at him right now. Like you know, and it seems like maybe with these with these dudes, they aren't as concerned with service time clocks as they would be with some of the other guys. So great. You know, like if you want to get Jordan Diaz out there hitting line drives, great. You know, if you want Mason Miller out there throwing a hundred, yeah, please give me something. Give me something to watch. Give me something to hold on to because it's been a rough, been a rough beginning. It's been a rough beginning of the year. But I also, you know, it's it's it is still that it is still the beginning of the year. So as ugly as things look right now, they have time to turn it around. That's not me saying they're going to turn it around or that they're even going to be anywhere close to good. But there's still time. Absolutely. Um, one of our best players right now is undoubtedly Estre Ruiz. He really hasn't stolen as many bases as maybe we were expecting to see. He's only up to four on the year so far. But he's hitting for average, and he's getting on base, and he's playing great defense. He's making things happen. I mean, without him, it's pretty bleak. Well, and also, I mean, he hasn't been caught at all. And I think maybe three of those have been in the last, like, week. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it starting up. to get a little bit more. I mean, I think he's probably going to steal 40. I would really hope so. You know, I mean, I will see. And there, he may go crazy. You know, I mean, we haven't, we haven't yet seen him steal two bags in a game yet. And I think that's probably going to happen at some point, you know. So I think the numbers will climb pretty quickly. Probably wouldn't hurt to see him walk a little bit more. His strikeout rate is not terrible. He, um, dating back to his years in the minors, was often over 20% strikeout rate. Past couple, well, last year he got down to about 17. This year he's at about 15.2% of the time. Um, so things are trending in the right direction with him, I would say. 799 OPS. And, I mean, that... He wasn't walking that much for the first maybe five games. And then since then, it seems like he's settled in a little bit more and is having some better at-bats. So I would expect his walk percent. I don't know if he's going to get to like 10. But I would say I would I would very much expect him to be at 8 or 9. Yeah. He's you projected know? to be at around 7.6%. 
Um, but between him and Ryan Nota, though, I, I love the one-two punch. They put up great at-bats. Um, you can tell that it's not easy for the pitchers to mow them down. I mean, yeah. they're they're up there looking for their pitch. They're not just swinging at anything. Well, and I mean, in a projecting a little bit in a world where, like, if they continue to develop the way that they have developed to this point and perform the way that they have performed, a Ruiz Nota... Langoliers, one, two, three, is nothing to sneeze at. We could be doing a lot worse than that in the position that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. If you know, if our rotation had that type of potential, we'd be feeling we'd be we'd be you know maybe five and twelve. <laughs> but we don't. So let's not dream like that, Dan. <laughs> Oh, here he is, coming up to the plate right now in the bottom of the fifth. Let's watch him go yard for the Extra first Ruiz. time this season. That's right. That'd be nice. He's in that strange situation right now where his slugging percentage is slightly higher than his on-base percentage because he hasn't really like gotten that many extra base hits. But really, all it takes is a home run to yeah. even those numbers out. So he just needs to get into one. Weak pop out to right center. Which, Darn you know, it. that's okay. Darn it. So yeah, things are you know rough as usual. Um, let's let's get a winning week, Dan. Can we can we get a winning? That'd week? be sick. Just like more wins than losses. That'd be sick. I mean, I think we're unless something drastically changes, you know, wins and losses wise. I think we're gonna be doing. We're, we're gonna be going very week to week. You know, I think yeah. we're we're trying to win. You know, maybe four out of every five as often as we can, and then you know, if that doesn't happen, it's okay. But that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I'm do you gen- have a random player for me? I'm generating a random player look back for you. I will show you his stats, and you will guess him. Sounds based good to on me. That. Okay. Just, just don't scroll up too high there. Okay. So, started in 2007 at age 23 in Oakland. Oakland, Cleveland, and Houston. And then I think if you scroll all the way to the right, you can see what he played. Should be outfield. Outfield. Okay. A little bit trickier. I might have a... Is this Travis Buck? Travis Buck. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah, you know, we were excited about him when he came up. Well, he's he's kind of... uh, He's never panned out. He's guy. He's 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 kind of a handsome devil. He was handsome. Had that fun like bleached blonde long hair. Yeah. And he did have a good rookie showing in eighty two games, one twenty nine OPS plus. Yeah, which which will do. Pop seven home runs, five triples, twenty two doubles. Wow, he and had twenty two doubles. I distinctly remember thinking at the time that what was it twenty two doubles in eighty two games, mm-hmm. and he had seven homers. You said. Yeah, just like multiple. I remember thinking, two. like, some of those doubles are for sure going to turn into home runs, and this mm-hmm. dude's going to be a star. And then it didn't happen. Hung around until 2010. Randomly, I remember him playing for the Astros vividly because it felt, it's even at the time when they were like completely irrelevant, it still felt like such an affront. Like, you're going to go play for the Astros? Like, wow, man. Now, come to realize as an adult that it was, you know, an opportunity and he probably got a check, you know, but, 
you know, again, at the time I was young and I was upset. Also, they were harmless non-cheaters at the time. It's true. It's true. I guess at the time I was probably mostly upset because I didn't want him to bring any of the successful habits that we had formed over to the Astros, which turns out they had figured out other ways to win. But I feel like I've seen his name pop up. I think he's out there coaching for somebody. In Houston? For the out in the no, Astros? No, oh boy. Somebody. I was gonna say or like yikes. some college. Um who knows. He's anyway, okay. So, so MLB in general. MLB is Oh, what about your A's moment of the week? Oh. Uh, for me it was Fuji. Fuji having a good start. I agree. Definitely I agree. Awesome. Like roads well. Really needed to see it. Yeah. Um, from, ne- from also, anybody, also, especially also needed it to be a win, which it wasn't, but still needed to see it. Wasn't his fault Beggars for the first for the first time they lost, and it wasn't his fault. That's right. Um, mine was actually strangely enough, Chad Smith. Hey, Chad Smith. Chad Smith. You need bullpen pieces to be a successful team. And Chad Smith is that, and we traded him for we traded Jeff Quizwell for him. Oh, that's who it was. And I'm not missing Jeff Criswell that much at this well, point. Yeah, you know, he was a pretty high prospect, actually. So it re- remains to be seen what, what that trade will look like down the road. But right now, we'd be dead without Chad Smith. Chad Smith has been solid. Um, he had, Let me see here. Chad Smith. Yeah, I mean, one run in six innings so far. Um, no walks. No walks. No walks. MVP, man. Um, That's MVP type stuff. And yeah, I mean, he's 27. You know, he's young. And we, you know, I, we weren't doing this podcast at this point. But there may have been a time where we were looking at Liam Hendricks' baseball reference page and saying, maybe there's something to this guy. That's very true. You know? That that is a great poll. And Um, there was certainly a time where we didn't like him coming into the game so much. No. Um, probably the the last great example of that was when he gave up that leadoff or not leadoff, but first inning home run against the Yankees in the wild card game. Yes, yes. And we were all just like, well, "Why did we do this?" Yes, why? But that was less about Liam Hendricks and more just about I don't know how that how that game was broached. But um, am I confusing him with Lou Trevino? Did they both do that? Yes. A bit? Well, it it happened in both there. It's yes, Luke Koth, Lou Trevino, Lou Trevino, Yankees fans, you deserve that. Um, but anyway, Chad, I love Chad Smith. He's got good hair too. He does. And he, and he, rocks he really the socks. does. Like he looks like an Oakland. Day and he's got to be the fifteenth, twentieth guy in MLB history named Chad Smith. I feel like there's. <laughs> I feel like in my lifetime, there's been like three of them. Let's so, see. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
We can figure that one out. <laughs> um, in the meantime, coolest thing we saw in baseball this week. Um, for me, it's a couple dudes being real hot after not being hot for a long time. Right. Uh, by the way, maybe only the second Chad Smith. Ever? Maybe. It's not, there's only two popping up on... Only two popped up on B-Rep. Wow. Um, I'm eating crow. Yeah, my thing is specifically Jared Kalanick hit a freaking 482-foot home run mm-hmm. to dead center at Wrigley, which few people hit the ball where he hit it that day. Um, and then kind of honorable mention to Cody Bellinger, who's been total poo-poo for like the past couple of years. And at the A's expense, he had a 5-for-5 five five day yesterday. He's hitting the cover off the ball yeah and he just like eye test wise he's looking like Cody Bellinger of uh, of your so good for him good for Kalanick I wish they were doing it for the Oakland A's but they're not so oh well um my coolest thing in MLB this week is the Diamondbacks having a two game lead in the NL West if anyone listening if anyone listening knew that the Diamondbacks would have a two-game lead in the NL West on April 18th, email the podcast and I will send you a signed shirt because that's incredible. And um, also tell us like your picks for everything. Yeah, totally. Picks, Can you send me your fantasy roster? Who's going to win the MVP? <laughs> um, speaking of fantasy, um, we got new people. We got new people to pick. We got to go over our last people. Actually. Who'd you have? You had Woodruff? Woodruff yeah, and Wander? Yeah, had a terrible week. They both, Woodruff was like injured and Wander did not hit any home runs. So I got a bunch of Oh, nothing. yeah, Woodruff's on the IL, huh? Yeah, he's got like a shoulder dealio. He's not supposed to be out too long, hopefully, because he's on my real fantasy team. But, yes, he's out. Well, I did pretty well. Call it a buzzer beater if you want to. Absolutely. Um, Christian Javier was good. Got a W. And Jazz Homer earlier today. And I think Javier's win was yesterday. Was it? Yeah, yesterday. So um, they took their time, but it paid off in the end. So that's a good week for me. Um, We're thinking we're going to introduce the idea a little bit. We're trying to do a little bit more of like an official fantasy matchup with points assigned and whatnot. A little more complicated than did he get a win and did he get a homer? (laughs) Because it's hard. You know, we're not. That's not as competitive as it could be. Um, but we're basically going to use at least some of the... We're doing a uh, points league for our fantasy baseball league. So we're kind of just going to jack the point values for some of the things. Um, and see who won. Yeah, Count so up we'll the points. probably go with like 1.9 points per run, 5.2 points per double... 10.4 per home run, something along those lines, 2.6 per walk. And then on the pitching side, 8 per win. One, this is going to be kind of hard. 1 per out. I guess Yahoo totally spoon feeds us these metrics. Yeah, we can just look at, we can just also just look the people up. Minus yeah. 3 per earned run. So we may not, we might fudge it a little bit, but something along those lines to uh, add a little bit more meaning to our picks and our, our final scores here. And before we launch into who won or lost next week, we will obviously let you know what the official scoring has been. And then feel Um, free to try and play along and beat us. Yes, I'm sure so many of you are better than us. So it would be nice to 
kind of pick some of your guys' brains in a roundabout way about what you're doing with your fantasy teams. Yeah. Because I'm always open to fantasy advice. Um, so who are you going with, Corey? Oh, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. He's been straight up dealing lately. And then Nolan Gorman, who's off to a great start for the year. Nolan Gorman is two people. Nolan Gorman and Bryson Stott have both been kind of balling. Matt Chapman also comes to mind. Matt Chapman. We, I mean, I, we could do a number of podcasts consecutively about how much we love Matt Chapman mm-hmm. um, and how much I root for his success constantly. And it, it is very nice to see that he's doing well because it was, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this on here, about how, like, he did the same thing Chris Davis did to his hip. Right. It's and scary. we were we were, like, pretty convinced looked, that, like. It like it might be the end. Yeah, Matt, Matt Chapman's just not going to be able to hit anymore. Um, and he is, so I I know he's not doing it for the A's, but I am very happy for Matt Chapman. Uh, interesting uh, alert to this game. Uh, James Cap is warming up in relief. I'm not mad at James Cap out of the bullpen. Uh, like either. I think that may be a good move. Just might be the spot for him at the moment. Uh, he, another update was Brent Rooker left the game with a calf strain. Yeah, some sort of calf injury. Don't know for sure exactly are, what was going on with that. But I think, honestly, he's done enough. Like, Brian Rucker gets a chance next year to be on the A's. <laughs> I sure hope that he'll be back, like, next week. But, uh, yeah, man, he's very exciting. And I don't know if we've really spent enough time talking about him, but the man hit four home runs last week, uh, against, mainly against the Orioles, one against the Mets, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, dude, looks the part. He's made some – he did drop that one ball in the first game where he went off, but um, he's made some good catches out there, too. I think he is he's got a good presence. He's yeah. I was, I was gonna say, strange enough, he's he's present enough on defense, where if he is actually if he hits the ball as hard as he has been hitting the ball consistently, the defense is fine. I don't care. Put he's, him in left field. He's been hitting the ball very hard. I have some metrics here. Um, over the season so far, ooh, he boy, he ba- yeah, he leads the team. He's got an average exit velocity of ninety two point seven seven. Which is spicy. And Seth Brown had 92.76 before going down with injury. Shockingly, Jace Peterson has 90.31. Um, but those are like the top three. Jesus, Carlos Perez, 88.72. Um, yeah, and Brent Rooker's like expected weighted on base percentage is 460. I mean, he's having very good at-bats. It's very interesting to see a right-handed hitter locked in. You know, like, that's when you know someone's locked in. Because if a lefty's locked in, like, obviously that's really cool, but they're facing a bunch of righties. Like, if a righty is locked in and hitting lasers consistently off of, like, major league righties, that's where it's like, man, get a lefty out there against this guy. Like, (laughs) see what he can do against a lefty. Um, But before I forget, my two people are going to be Adley Rushman and Chris Sale. Nice. Yeah, we were talking about Chris Sale before the pod. Um, struck out 11 in his last outing. It'd be interesting today, to yeah, uh, I think he pitched today, maybe. Oh, I think he, yeah, but, he, yeah, he was, he was great. And I watched, not this start today, I believe, but the previous one. And he got kind of shelled, but he was, the stuff looked good. He's still coming back. Yeah, still and he was, you know, he still has that very strange arm angle, and the ball moves a lot. So, I believe in Chris Sale. Indeed. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, so I'm doubling down this week. I need I need him to do well in fantasy, and I also need him to do well in our podcast matchup. So. Yeah, uh, real quickly, I think 
Dan and I should clear the air and just announce that we are Sacramento Kings fans. Totally. We are not Golden State Warriors fans, so light the beam. Yeah, light the beam. <laughs> light the beam, guys. And if that's bad news to you, then okay. you're having a rough week. Sorry. <laughs> but hey, just just you know, if you support us, just know that at least we have something to keep us happy in the world of sports right now, and it is the Sacramento Kings. So here's to that. And if you are also a Kings fan, then light the beam. Light the beam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that is basically it. Um, may not be a good season, but it's going to be a baseball season, and we are going to be here to talk about the whole thing. We're going to get double digits and wins. <laughs> at some point, at some point this season, and no one can stop us. <laughs> no one can stop us, except, but except ourselves. Yes, when you know it's actually a pretty powerful tool so far. But uh, man, Tyler Wade is handsome. He's very handsome. <laughs> at least our our team's getting more handsome. They are, there. which is there have been bad A's teams where we have used that as solace before. Like they're they're not very good at baseball, but the team picture is electric. Yep. You know? Um, so, yeah, we can bank on that. We are getting more handsome by the second. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the meantime, go A's, even if they aren't rooting for themselves. But go A's. Go A's. Bye.